You ready? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah go right. for it. Dude. Oh, Thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm just thinking what I'm going to say. Yeah. What's up, everybody? And welcome to episode 15 of the On the Runs podcast. 15, Erica. How about that? I had to just think about it for a second. I'm like, what episode are we on? Right? Yeah. We are back. I think we found our new uh, home studio. My couch. Your couch. It is comfortable. I'm telling you. You got these 12 foot long headphone extensions. That was key. You and I no longer have to like sit knee to knee when doing this because our headphone cords aren't long enough. Connecting to your little podcast uh, thing, pod track. <laughs> yeah. Wow. This is comfortable. I think yeah. we found it. Yeah. Hey, how yeah. was your Monday? I had a fabulous Monday. Not as, probably not as good as some people, but. I had a lot of fun. Your first Boston Marathon volunteer. No. It's my second year volunteering for Boston, but this was the first year I got to do it at an aid station, and it was so much fun. Oh, man. We'll get into that a little bit later. I'll tell you all the details. I think that we should just get right into this episode because we got a lot to talk about with our good friends, Denise and Sarah. We got a fantastic episode for you. We had Denise and Sarah on both at the same time. They Mm -hmm. shared with us their experience of the Boston Marathon, what it was like, the crowd, the atmosphere, everything that led up and the Mm -hmm. finish. Talked about how they got in, which some of you know how Sarah got in, but Denise got in in a unique way. Mm -hmm. So So you're going to want to stay tuned and uh, give it a listen. All right. So we'll get right to that. And then if you want to hear about Erica's volunteering experience and what happened with a girl. You know, they got to listen. We got to make them listen to the end. You told me. (laughs) I know. I was so excited to hear about it. All right. We'll hear about it after. Everyone, enjoy Denise and Sarah. It's a great interview. You're going to love it. All right. Joining us again on On the Runs are our two favorite friends from episode six and eight, Denise and Sarah. Denise, Sarah, how are you? Hey, on the runs. Thanks for having me back. I'm good. Thank you. Welcome back, ladies. I'm super happy to see you guys after seeing you at the big race. So you had a big day on Monday. You both got to run in the Boston Marathon. You both got to do it in two different unique ways. Denise, you got lucky on applying on an Instagram post. And Sarah, you fundraised your way to run in the Boston Marathon. Let's get into that real quick. Denise, how did you get your bib to run in the Boston Marathon? Because when we talked to you last, you were hoping to qualify. And then all of a sudden, you're running in the Boston Marathon. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. So last time I talked, I was trying to qualify. I'd been training for a while. A race had just been canceled. Got another one on the book. And it was 3 o'clock in the morning, one morning, and I couldn't sleep. And I was scrolling through Instagram and came across a post from Poland Springs saying, hey, if you want to run in the Boston Marathon, apply to be on our team. So I looked up the rules, wanted to make sure like it wasn't anything crazy. And all it was was you had to post a picture of yourself and talk about your running story and why you thought you deserved it. And I did that. And sure enough, they picked me as one of their 10 people to join their team. I am so jealous. I had tried that and (laughs) no dice for me, but I could not think of a better person that they gave it to. So congratulations. That was awesome. Not only that, you're from Maine. It's perfect. Kids yeah, I think that helped. <laughs> was was everyone on your team from Maine? 
No, they were all from New York or like Rhode Island area. I was the only one from Maine. Ah, really? Kept it kind of local, though. I mean, that's that's not bad. How did you find out? Yeah, it was super great um, that I won. Just um, they posted um, on like a, a a private message on Instagram. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. What was your mm-hmm. reaction when you knew? I ran down. I was at work and I ran downstairs and told one of my friends that was working in the building at the same time and got way too excited about it. As you should. That's an amazing, amazing thing. All right, Sarah, we talked to you earlier about fundraising. We had your big comedy night. Mm-hmm. Yay, thank you. And <laughs> after your comedy night, you made your goal. Tell us yeah. about Tell us about that and what was going through your mind when you were picking up all that money off of raffles and the auctions. And when that check came for $7,000 plus, tell us what was going on. I cannot tell you how ecstatic that whole night made me. It was, I don't even know. I, I was hopeful leading up to it that um, the event would get me across the line uh, as far as my fundraising minimum was concerned. And the fact that it well surpassed that is just something I'm very, very thankful, very, very grateful to everybody that um, sponsored, like, on the runs. Um, And there are a whole, I think we had a total of 18 sponsors. I was super thankful for everyone for doing that and everybody who attended. Um, But as it was happening, I was just mind blown (laughs) by the way everything just sort of came together and uh worked out i was really 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 thankful they had like boston bruins and celtics and patriots jerseys going off for auction with um autographs from like phil esposito was one of them they had so much going on there the raffles i mean i just knew part way through it's gonna work out Mm -hmm. this is gonna be a big payday oh yeah um fun fact (laughs) all those jerseys were framed by yours truly and let me tell you, that is something that I zero out of 10 recommend if you're looking for something to do in your time off. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that would be. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's not my kind of craftiness. Well, if I ever have a jersey I want to frame, I know who I'm going to. <laughs> it was brutal. She's got the experience now. That's good. <laughs> all right. Well, the three of you are now experienced Boston Marathoners, and I want to hear all about it. So I'm going to take a little bit of a back seat. I'm maybe let Erica run the show here. I will butt in every once in a while, but I think we should get into this. And then, Erica, you can even talk about your time volunteering. Oh, yeah. I'm excited about that. I can't even tell you how much fun I had just volunteering. So I can imagine you guys had tenfold more fun than I did. So um, why don't you guys tell me about, like, leading up to the race? Like, how was the expo? Was, like, check-in fun? Like, just give us the whole the whole idea with that. So I went down to the expo on Friday because um, it was the first day and I just did not want to wait any longer than I had to Understandable. <laughs> um, and just had a blast, was ready to soak it all in, did every photo op that there was, got the jacket, got the bib, went out to the fan fest outside, had a beer, made a sign, got a caricature, <laughs> did all the things. That's awesome. I um I went down on Saturday for the expo. We actually Mike and I went down for the Bruins game first and it was a 12:30 game. So after the game, we were able to walk over to what 
No, I suppose we took the tea. Either way, uh, we were able to get ourselves over to the expo and bib pick up and all of that. And it was just kind of a wild experience in that it was just the organization behind all of it, you know, them shuffling you off to in one direction to pick up your bib. If you've already done that, you go the other direction and there were just people everywhere. It was the second day, I think, of the expo. Um, like you said, you went Friday. So it was the second day of the expo. And they were just, it was just unreal seeing all these people, everybody's buzzing, everybody's super excited about, you know, like I said, getting their bibs, getting their gear and everything else that they wanted to get, like swag and whatnot. And it was just really cool. Um <laughs> One of the things that was kind of funny was we saw all the Adidas stuff that was right up front. And then from Adidas, there were there are like a couple of other rows of booths that were in the same area. But then we didn't even realize until we were actually about to leave how much more stuff was beyond the wall. So now suddenly we walk down this hallway. We're heading towards the exit. I'm pretty sure they were announcing over the intercom that it was time to be getting ready to go. And suddenly we see, wow, there's like five more rows of just booths upon booths of like sponsors and all these people that are there with all of their stuff. And you're like, oh my gosh, there's so much more to do. <laughs> um, so it was a little bit overwhelming, but it was really, really cool. Did both of you stay in the city the whole weekend? No, I stayed in Atkinson, New Hampshire with my parents. We went down for the day. Like I said, we went to the Bruins game and then we made our way over to the expo. But after that, we went back home. And then Sunday, Mike and I came back down into Boston and checked into our Airbnb for the night so that we wouldn't have to drive down from Pembroke. Nice. On race morning. Nice. I have to say, I was following you guys on Instagram this whole, like the whole weekend before, and I was living vicariously through you. I could feel the energy from the people, and I was just getting so excited for you both. <laughs> So I'm glad you guys kept posting and, and giving me something to do on the, over the weekend. So so that was leading up to the race. I'm sure your nerves are going crazy. You're super excited. Tell me about the morning of. How was your bus ride? Like, what time did you have to get there? Give me all the deets. So I got pretty lucky. My cousin lives in Hopedale now, which is like 10 minutes from the start-ish. Oh, nice. Wherever one of the buses was from the start. So me, my mom, and my aunt drove down um, from Haverhill area that morning, um, picked up my cousin and her husband, and then they drove me like the 10 minutes to one of the start buses, got on a bus for like 10 minutes, and ended up in the Athletes Village. <laughs> That's um, awesome. It was pretty smooth sailing, yeah, and then just lived it up with all of the people until the start. What time did you have to be there? Oh, um, we left Haverhill at like 8 a.m. So my start didn't start till 1115. So I think I got to the athletes village at maybe like 10 in the morning. So pretty late. That's the way it should be. Unlike that Disney marathon mm -hmm. deal, two in the morning. Yeah, no, that's the way it should be. I'm glad you got a good night rest. It sounds like. Yeah, for sure. So Mike was actually volunteering at the finish line and he had to be there by eight in the morning. So even though I also didn't have a start time of um, until sometime after 11.15, we went in together 
he took the tea, he continued on the tea off to where he needed to be for his volunteer spot. And I got off of the tea and wandered around. But at that point, I was super early uh, for where I needed to be and when. So I sort of wandered around a little bit, saw the sights a little bit, eventually made my way over to like the gear check. And all of a sudden I said, okay, well, I know that MGH is meeting up at Cheers. That's great. Where's that? (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) So I'm kind of standing there. And I, I, I Google cheers and I am not sure where I'm supposed to be going. So I called somebody on my team. I called my friend, Jen and asked her, I was like, Jen, where am I going? I don't know where I have to go. And she's like, where are you? And I told her where the gear check was. And she said, okay, you're going to walk to the street. Then you're going to take a left and you're going to keep the park on your right. And you're going to take a right. And so I made my way to cheers and met up with the rest of the team. We all wandered over eventually when it got to be, same thing, like around 10 something, uh, we wandered over to the buses and it was, that was also kind of an unreal thing because it looked outrageously unorganized when there's just these massive numbers of people all waiting to board these buses, but somehow it all just worked and everything came together. And next thing you know, everybody's on buses. Um, so that was kind of cool um, and fascinating to watch. Yeah, we got on our bus and took the ride over to Hopkinton. One of the buses that one of my other friends, actually Matt from who I was hosting the comedy night with, um, his bus got lost. So, oh, no. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how one bus gets lost in a line of buses all going to the same place, but <laughs> his bus got lost. It wasn't so terrible, I guess, though, by the time they got there, his bus just was pretty much brought straight to the start and they got off the bus and oh, wow. got on their way. <laughs> that is right. That would have given me anxiety. <laughs> it sounds like you guys had a, a bit of a better uh, bus experience because I remember when I was going down for my Boston, I had to get up at like four o'clock in the morning to catch um, the Boston Express from Nashua to go down to South Station. So I had to catch like a 5 a.m. bus and then I had to take the T to the park and then take like a 6.30 a.m. bus to the start line and just wait. But luckily with charities, they have um, we had like a, a nice little place, like a, a dry place to stay because we had that really crappy weather. So, yeah, it's just a long day, but that that sounds good for you guys. Like, well, yeah, Sarah, you were down there for a long time, but I got a question. All right. So when I do an Ironman, I'm, I'm down there really early and they give us a bag and I throw all my dry clothes in the bag. I throw it in a big dump truck and that dump truck br- brings it back. What did you do with all the clothing you wore on the bus and, and to the start that, you know, I noticed you were wearing hoodies and sweatpants and stuff and you're obviously not running in that. What happened with that clothing? Was it donated or do you get it back at the end? What happens? No, it all gets donated. There were so many. They had, they kept saying, clear bags are for clothes you want to donate. Black bags are for trash. That was like the motto that you heard the entire time you were at the athlete's village. And there were just so many clear bags of discarded clothing. And what was the black bag for? Because it cut out. What was the black bag? Trash. Trash. Mm -hmm. Trash. All right. (laughs) I was wondering, like, do you wear something nice or do you wear something that you don't care about, not getting back? You know, that was curious because it sounds like you could get there hours early 
and you're not going to be wearing just your t-shirt and running shorts that whole time. Or you might, but with warmer clothes yeah. over it. I like how big races do that. They'll donate it to, to homeless shelters in the city. Yeah, Boston does it. New York does it. And I'm hoping Chicago does it. But literally all the clothes that I have, like I have a big bin of clothes upstairs with like extra PJ pants and sweatshirts that don't really fit anymore. So instead of just, <laughs> I could donate them to Goodwill, but it's nice to just be like, oh, I can wear these to a race now. I saw one guy heading towards the buses that had a bathrobe on. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's like, that's the way to do it, I think. It's pretty smart. Um, yeah. But there were, like like Denise was saying, too, you could discard clothes at Athletes Village. But then there was also almost like a, a depot area, if you want to call it, as you got closer to the start line. Because it's what, I, I think like a, I don't, a quarter to a half a mile walk. I'm not even really sure from Athletes Village to the start. And once you were getting closer to the start, there was a whole nother area of porta potties and another area where you could dump more clothes if you still had worn extra to the um, to the start line. And there was one like box truck that was parked down in a field and it was packed. It was just packed with so many clothing items. It was just unreal to see. But yeah, so many, so many clothes and sneakers and just all sorts of things. I I discarded a pair of sneakers and a sweatshirt. That's, yeah, the smart way to do it. So you're comfortable. And especially if it's like a damp day, they tell you to bring like extra shoes just to change into. So good job. So now you guys have been, you're at the start line, you're waiting. Tell us about what the starting corrals were like. You were saying you had um, a later start time. So how how was all that? It was pretty great, actually. I was kind of nervous that like, or not nervous. I'm a little disappointed that we didn't have like a team meetup for the the 10 people that were on our team. Um, So I walked into the Star Corral and just kept finding people with the same shirt on. Oh, that's great. Um, So ended up finding, yeah, ended up finding most of the people on our team. Um, just like introducing ourselves again, meeting up and just kind of getting all excited again was just was my favorite part of the start corral. Yeah. Um, walking to the start corral, I didn't find that I was stopped for very long. Once I got to the start corral, I didn't totally know. Uh, so I was within wave four, I was in corral two. And when I got to the starting area, I never felt like I had to stop and wait to be allowed to go. It was like we just walked up and there was the line and then you started going. Um, But there did seem to be people to the left of a barricade that maybe were, I don't know if they were in a further back corral within wave four, but there did seem to be a lot of people that were waiting. I was at you probably. I don't know. Yeah, I was in Corral 6 and we were the ones on the left over there just oh, standing sorry. there. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the things I was fascinated by about walking up to the um, to the starting area was just the fact that like you, you think about the people that are going to be cheering you on along the course. Like you know that there's going to be thousands of people out watching everybody race. One of the things that I thought was the coolest was the fact that you're walking from Athletes Village up to that start line, and there are people in their yards before you even get to the start line, and they are out in their yards and they were just cheering you on. And to me, I'm looking at it I'm like, oh, we are a parade right now. Like, this isn't even a race. And there have been people who've probably been out there 
for two, three hours watching people just walk. <laughs> it was just such a cool, that was, that was really like a neat thing that I thought was like, I don't know. It just made me like, uh, <laughs> I felt like I was part of, well, watching a parade, um, just being at that water stop. So I, I can, I can feel you on that one. Yeah, let's get into the start because very early they run into you and we got a couple clips oh, to play. I was so happy I caught you guys. <laughs> so um, I'll get into my fundraising, or not fundraising, volunteering portion of this a little bit later. But my water table had just finished. Like we ran out of water. It's it's way four. And um, a question that you came across. We were the first set of Gatorade tables. There was a whole another set of Gatorade tables, like maybe a quarter of a mile down the, down the road. So we ran out as a table, but there was a ton of Gatorade to go around. Because I noticed you were able to yeah. take a lot of pictures and video yep. and your table was empty. And I'm like, I hope you didn't run out of water. Nope. It was just so hard to replenish it. And but there was a lot for, for everybody. Um but I was like, all right, sweet. We're out of we're out of Gatorade. I can finally like take a second and capture this like pure pandemonium like coming down the street. And I'm just videotaping and then Denise out of nowhere, you you find me and I was like, Ooh, I just happened to be video recording and I found you and I was so excited to see you. I think Denise found you. She did, and I had like whipped around, yeah. and I was like, "Ah, it's Denise!" All right, so let's go to the video that you captured of Denise. You can hear me cackling in the background because I'm like, "Oh my god, it's Denise!" Okay, so I was very, very excited to see you. Um, Oh my gosh, it was so great. And only because of you said exactly where you were going to be. The flamingo headband was priceless and you could not miss you. Like, and you were right at the first table, which was great too. So I, I didn't even have to like try to cut off that many people to come find you. So I was like, there's Erica, I got to run. <laughs> I was so happy. Uh, I was told that Flamingo Headband was key because I found so many friends on that course because they knew I was there with the goddamn headband. So I'm going (laughs) to save that and hopefully be wearing it next time. All right, Sarah. <laughs> what a hug. What a hug, Sarah. That was a special moment for me as well as you, I hope. So <laughs> so you were the first person that I was expecting to see. <laughs> so I get to the two-mile mark, and I knew that you had said that you were at 2.2. So I get to the two-mile mark, and I'm keeping my eyes out. And I knew you were on the right-hand side, like last-minute switch. Mm-hmm. So... I'm keeping my eyes out on the right-hand side, and all of a sudden, I do. I see these little pink flamingos <laughs> popping up from your head. I felt like I was forever away. I could not contain myself. I just said, Erica, <laughs> I'm so sorry, but I started screaming your name, and I did not think that there was any way that you would be able to hear me with all those people around and all that cheering. But it was like, I could see your excitement and you're dancing around and you're moving. And all of a sudden, like a puppy, your head just popped up. And I was 
yes, she sees me. And so I was so excited and I got up to you and I just gave you this big hug and I was like, I'm already crying. <laughs> Not going to lie. I got teary after that. And so did Katie because we're just like, oh, she's doing it. Because I know how long of like this was, it was a long time coming for you. And I just was so excited for you. <laughs> I was just so happy that you could even hear me from that far away because I said people around me that are going to think that I am a crazy person, (laughs) but you actually reacted and I was like, yes. Well, it helps that you were waving your arms too because I was like, there she is. (laughs) It definitely helped. Way Way to go having the video ready to go. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was it was just pure luck that my table was empty and I had time to actually get these videos. It was so perfect. So very glad she goes there and I go, you are on, you know, you are on content control, content, content, content. Because I, I wasn't did there. what I could. Oh, by and, the way, did you get any stuff from Katie that she got the elites going by? But <laughs> I have not yet. But Katie's like, Eric, we have a job to do and it's mm-hmm. very important and there'll be no time for us to be taking pictures or video. And I'm like. Hey, we took it serious. I go, Katie, we need content. Hey. Let we- Eric, you go hand water and have Eric take pictures. No, I was the one holding out the water, or at least in the beginning, the Gatorade, but oh my God. I guess that I got so lucky that you ran out of water. Yep, for, for a change, yeah. But oh, it was, it was, I was so pumped for both of you. I was like on cloud nine for you. And great job rolling with that. I did not mean to play the Sarah video when I did. I was getting it ready and then just played. <laughs> So we kind of ruined it. I saw you guys. <laughs> so tell us, how did the rest of the race go? Like, did you guys see any awesome signs? Like, what was your favorite part of the course? I'm just throwing it out there. Like, how was the atmosphere? Like, give us give us all your thoughts. Just let it flow. <laughs> the atmosphere was overwhelming. It was insane. It was electric. It was, it just took over you. I think that's the best way I can, like, try to describe it. It just, it was your own voice because it was so loud. Like there was the whole way, which I was surprised about. Like if there was like a slight lull in the crowd, like it still was somehow loud. It was, yeah, it's just wild. Uh, Signs. I think my favorite one was the giant head of Will Smith. And as people were running by, they were like smacking it. And that one probably made me laugh the hardest. (laughs) There was another one. Yeah. A young girl was holding a sign that said, you run better than the government. That was <laughs> like, they were just, and then, you know, there's just a lot of generic ones, but those are probably the two that stuck out the, the best in my head. Nice. One of my goals of the race, aside from seeing all of my friends that were coming in to see me, and I tried really hard to keep track of where everybody said that they were going to be. But one thing I really tried to keep track of where they would be was Spencer the dog. Did um, you find it? So I heard, mm-hmm. So Spencer, I had heard, was between miles two and three on the right-hand side. So he actually wasn't all that far beyond where I met you. Okay. Um, water stop. So kind of funny story is that I'm running along and I'm trying to keep it nice and casual and slow so I don't burn myself out too quick. And I'm going along. And I suddenly, and I keeping my eyes out for Spencer, and I suddenly see this line of, or this crowd of people that's in like a pseudo line on the right-hand side. And I'm in the area between miles two and three. But what went through my head was, oh, 
that must be a porta potty line. That must be all the people who drank their coffee this morning and <laughs> like, need to take an emergency stop because of, you know, code browns. on the runs, code brown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, that's what I initially thought. And as I'm going past this line, I'm thinking to myself, ah, not me today. <laughs> like, dang, I get to the front of the line and I see it's not a porta potty line. It is a line to have your photograph taken with Spencer the dog. So I promptly stopped myself turned right back around and said this is worth it (laughs) and so I got into like a five minute line to have my picture taken and get to pet Spencer the dog and it was worth every second that it delayed me crossing the finish I'm glad you did that because I feel like this race is more about the experience not your time like your time doesn't even matter it's about enjoying like I'm glad Denise you weren't trying to get a BQ because you got to experience it and the same thing for you Sarah where you know it was all about the atmosphere and the experience and mm. you took that in and I think both of you really took that in because Denise the week before we talked and you're like you know I just want to really enjoy this I don't want to like take it too to be too stressed about it and I think that's what you did and you know good on you for turning around getting in that line and seeing Spencer and I need that picture Katie and I had tried to figure out where they were because we had heard he was around like somewhere mile two-ish, but we had gone up to mile two, like the mile marker, and we're like, ah, we don't see him. Well, it was a little early too, so we didn't know when he would be out, but we had tried to look, but if he was after, we didn't go that direction, but (laughs) I'm very jealous. He's so cute. He was just a little bit after on the right, Mm. not too too far, maybe like half a mile. That's awesome. Yeah, Spencer. Spencer is the official dog, I believe, of the Boston Marathon. Yes, newly, newly. Um... I love it. All right. During the race, did you see anyone special? Did you see any of your favorite runners or anyone famous? Um, did Did you run into anyone who like starstruck? So on Team Poland Spring, our team captain was um, Zach Clark from The Bachelorette. He was the old winner. Oh. Um, so that was. I was like a little fangirling on that one. Um, but I actually didn't see him at the start, but he ran by me like right before the water stop at mile two, um, zigzagging in and out of people. And I was going to chase him down and like say, Hey, team Poland spring, like go. But I didn't want to like burn out and try to chase him down at that point. Cause it was only mile two and I was keeping a nice slow pace at the beginning. <laughs> so but he was the only person, um, like famous wise, that I saw out on the course. How about you, Erica? Because you were there for the pros. Ooh, I was very starstruck for um, a couple of this. So I got to see all the elites go by, and so of course you had like Molly Seidel who was in there. I didn't see Des. Was Des? Des, Des ran, was there, but I didn't see her in the pack. But um, C.J. Albertson, I think I was telling you about him the other day. Um, he is a Bex beast, and I yelled out his name, so I was really excited about that. I don't think he noticed, but I also don't know if you've heard of um, Alexi Pappas. She's an Olympian, yes, yes, and she was um, a support runner for. I wish I were now. Oh, I wish I were done her name, but um, she was a uh, visually impaired athlete. I just I didn't know she was running, and I was like, oh my god, Alexi! And she turned. She's beautiful covered in glitter like just having a blast and she blew me a kiss and I was so excited to see that I was like oh okay so that was a little fangirl moment for that uh (laughs) so um and then another support runner for Adrian Hazlitt I believe her name was Shalene Flanagan and I got to see her and I was like having a moment too because Shalene is 
freaking phenomenal. And here's a request. Adrian, if you ever hear this, we would love to talk to you. And I'm going to try to get her on yes. in about a month. Yes. That would be awesome. Yes, that was awesome. But after all the media and the PR slow down, I'm going to go try to get you, Adrian. <laughs> that would be cool. So I did get to see like the elites go by, which was really, really cool. And of course, they really didn't go for the the um, the water at that point because they're still in good spirits and five minute miles, you know. So um, I we got to get some videos of them going by. Another person who I didn't see, who I wish I did, was uh, our girl from Peloton, Just Sims. She was running. No, I didn't yeah. even know she was running until after. Nah, I didn't either. But I would have been cheering for her. It was I her believe f- she was in wave four with you guys. It was her first marathon. And she yes. never thought she would run a marathon before. Mm-hmm. And her story is pretty great how someone else... We'll, from- have, to, we'll have to get into that another time because that's just... Yeah. I need to do some re- <laughs> some research before giving that story. I read the article, but it sounded pretty cool. Oh, someone well, gave if you her know the bib. Go ahead. I think well, I don't remember everything, but I think it had to do with someone from the bombing who survived the bombing mm-hmm. offered offered Jess Sims her bib, and Jess was like, "I have to run this race now." Mm-hmm. And and Bex was like a huge supporter and helped her, you know, get there, and so did uh, all the other Peloton people and friends. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Jess That's ran. Cool. That is too cool. But yeah, so it was a good it was a good morning for. Celebrity sightings. <laughs> oh, yeah. I wish I was there to see it. Mm-hmm. All right. How did the race go? Tell me about your way to the finish. I got one thing to tell you, Denise. You made a post that say the last, the big left-hand turn onto Boylston. But in your video, you're making a sharp right. <laughs> yeah. So I was having, honestly, the time of my life from mile one to mile 26. It was fantastic. I just, I ended up, it was my only negative split marathon. So I just started off super slow and was running my last, like the last split on the, the tracking was an 816. Like I was flying at the end. (laughs) It was was unreal. Like I think the Newton Hills just like gave me that extra burst of energy once I got through those and just cruised it in for the last six. But so Right, like you run by the sicko sign and like all of these iconic, like, you know, parts of the course that you're getting so pumped for. Take that right on Hereford. And all of a sudden, I just scan the crowd on the opposite side and see the sign that I made for my mom to hold. And I instantly like took a look right over my shoulder. Like my friend was like, yeah, you even checked your blind spot because so many people (laughs) were just cutting in and out. People were running sideways by that point. So uh, the last thing I wanted to do was like take someone out right at the very end. So like I check my blind spot. I see my family. I like beeline the opposite way of the course for them. Um, Say my highs, high fives and everything. And then take that iconic like left onto Boylston for the finish. But it was great. It was an experience I will never forget and super grateful to have had it. That's awesome. You guys are making me look clumped here. I'm just... (laughs) (laughs) How about you, Sarah? How was is, how is everything leading up to the finish? It was unreal. So another one of my friends had, had said to me leading up to it, my friend Beth made a comment saying, I'm so excited that you finally get to experience this party. It's going to be so great. You're going to love it. And I kind of thought to myself, like, oh, you know, like I know there's going to be tons of cheering and it's going to be exciting and all that. But it, until I got there, I just had no way to wrap my head around what she was really saying and then 
that whole way, kind of like Denise said, from mile one until you cross the finish line, even like I said, before mile one, when you're even just walking there, it is like a party that you are just traveling through. I I can't tell you how many high fives, how many people, because I had my name in, written on tape that was on my singlet, and how many people were just screaming my name. I have one person who I haven't seen in I don't even know how many years. And all of a sudden I hear him screaming, Sarah Halleck. I was like, what? (laughs) I turn and I see him. I had no idea he was going to be there. He didn't know I was going to be there. So of all these like 20 plus thousand runners and, and however many spectators to see him and to see all of my friends and family that had come in and we're somewhere along the course. It was just every time I left another group, I mean, like I said to Eric, I'm already crying. <laughs> so I said that to Erica at mile two. And that didn't change. Every time I saw people I knew, I would run away and I'd be like, oh, okay, 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 it's okay, I can do this. And um, it's just, it was just uh, unbelievable. And it, it, it was just something that I, I don't even know how to describe, and I now understand why people can't really explain it to you. You know, it's just a totally unreal experience, and I I loved every second of it. I had an absolute blast. All right, so you guys are running down Boylston. The finish line is in view. What's going through your head? I just, I couldn't believe it. Like, I just was like, this has really happened. Like, I am here and somehow that's like so I finished in four hours and 10 minutes and some, some seconds. And it just did not seem like that long. Like it just seemed like I had just started 10 minutes ago. Like it was wild. I it was like, okay, well now it's going to be over. And then it still really wasn't over. Cause then there's a whole process of, right. Then you have to walk and you get water or your metal. I don't even know what order it was, but it was just like a whole nother conveyor belt of, of things after the finish. It's just always something coming next. All right, Sarah, how about you running down Boylston, see the finish line? What's going on? So leading up to it, I had had some moments where I just, I don't know whether I got into my head or whether it was actual physical, you know, feeling tired and slowing down a bit. I don't know, but I had taken some walking breaks and all of a sudden I get to the one mile to go sign and I took a picture with the one mile to go sign. And then I get to that right hand turn on Hereford and I get to that left hand turn onto Boylston. And there's a video that someone got. I am just so fascinated by all the people. You can see me running down Boylston. I'm looking to the right and I'm looking to the left and I'm looking to the right and I'm looking to the left. And it is just, I I couldn't, I I just, I I went into slow motion in my head and I just kept making my way, but like just taking the whole thing in. I didn't have the negative split experience, which is totally fine. But I just was, I, I made that turn and I just kept looking around saying, this is unbelievable. I did see the last few groups of people that I knew before crossing the finish. And then I saw Mike beyond the finish line as I was crossing over. And I just, 
ah, <laughs> I made it. And I'm pretty sure I started to cry again. Um, and it was really cool to have him right there because like I said, he was volunteering at the finish line. So he still had his credentials to be able to be right there when I crossed over. Um, so that was really, really, that was really cool. I was glad that he, um, he was in that spot and then, you know, his kids and family and all that, there were still more people to see even beyond the finish. Also like Denise was saying, and then, you know, there's getting the blanket and getting your medal and getting your like goodie bag of, Hey, here's some water and some Gatorade and some pirate's booty. Um, <laughs> and I, it just, it just, if you, I, I haven't purchased my pictures yet from the official race pictures, but I've gone through them kind of briefly. And it's, it's really cool that I'm actually like, I'm smiling in all, or not all, but many of the pictures, whereas most race pictures, I am trying to PR or I am trying to push it really hard. And all of a sudden, and I look at my race pictures from almost any other race. I'm like, God, I hate race photos, but I look at my race pictures the official ones from this. And I'm like, wow, I look happy because I, I was just so genuinely happy. And that, that was just, it, it's, it's really cool. <laughs> it was really cool crossing that, that finish. Congratulations again to you guys for catching that unicorn. That is, that is such a great feeling. <laughs> now you just got to do Thanks. Chicago, New York, Japan, Berlin, <laughs> and London and you'll have no the majors. problem, you guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was really cool, too. Actually, by the way, one of the things that I thought was neat was when we're running along on the course and you would see people with like these special bibs on their back that were saying like, hey, today's my day. And it was people who Boston was their last star of the six stars. And I, I tried really hard to every time I found, you know, one of those people, I'd be like, congratulations, like, this is so exciting for you. You're getting your six major marathons. Like, that was really like, oh, like, you are impressive. <laughs> and what a goal to, to make that list. So that was a really cool thing, I thought. Well, congratulations to both of you. Amazing. I'm so happy we knew people in it. I am really bummed I wasn't there. But at seven in the morning, I was at a my kid's dentist appointment. Ooh. Yeah, I couldn't get out of that one. I <laughs> wish I was year, there. Man. But, you know, I hope, you know, that you buy those pictures, both of you, and you cherish these memories. That was so cool. Like, it, it, some people have done this 20 plus years in a row. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you plan on doing it next year or trying. I think, Denise, you're going to try to BQ one day. Yeah, <laughs> you're really close, <laughs> too. But this one, this one seems special. I'm really happy the two of you took your time through that race and enjoyed it. Sounds amazing. I'll tell you, though, even if this is your only Boston, I mean, if that was my only Boston, the memories will last forever. It pops up every year, and I get so nostalgic over it and so proud of myself. So you guys should feel the same way. You guys accomplished something great. And Sarah, what did I promise you? Good weather. (laughs) It was perfect weather. Did you get a sunburn? Oh, my God. It's so bad. (laughs) Only on my right side. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, no. My, my backs of both of my shoulders are a problem. <laughs> Worth it. Yeah. yeah. That, that can be yeah. your code brown for the Boston Marathon. 
I also didn't pee on my pants. So yes, <laughs> that's a win. All right, here's your opportunity to shout out whoever you want. I know, I know you got Poland Spring, and I know you got MGH, but you know, family, friends, anyone. Here's your chance. Let's hear it. Oh my God. I would just love to thank Poland Spring again for that opportunity. It was absolutely once in a lifetime opportunity. Runaways Run Club for always being out there cheering us on and making some of these dreams come true or making me realize that I even had these dreams. And then my family for always being there, being super loud and just getting me nice and warm right after the finish, which was super grateful because it got really cold really fast. Um, and just always being the love and support that I need to get through all of this. So who I'd like to thank. Of course, there's my family. I was really excited that my Aunt Barbara and my cousin Catherine and her two girls, uh, Mary Claire and Cece, were out there cheering me on in Natick. I had to ask somebody to make sure I didn't pass already through downtown Natick because I was worried I had missed them. And my mom was in Newton. I had some of my frequent flyers friends that were my, you know, reach the beach team um, that were there cheering me on either beyond and after the finish or also in Newton. Um, I had a slew of my friends from Millennium running that were scattered throughout the course. And it was so, so, so great to see all of them um, and have them there supporting me um, as well as all along the way. All of these people have been super supportive with my fundraising, which has been awesome. Um, I have to say my friend Charles <laughs> gave me some last minute, last couple of week impromptu sort of advice slash pseudo coaching, um, which was really cool. Um, but then, of course, run for MGH. I'm so, 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 so thankful um, that they let me onto the team and accepted my application and let me fundraise for them. Um, pairing me up with Ashley as my patient partner was really like such a special experience and really, really cool. Um, and then of course, having Mike at the finish line was just exactly where I needed him. And he has been so supportive of the ups and the downs of this whole process, the stress and the excitement and all of that. Um, so just so many, so many, so many people to be thankful for. And of course, I'm thankful for you guys for um, sponsoring my event and having um, us on here and being so supportive of all of this. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> well, and just to, to go off that, you know, is I, I got to text someone, you know, hey, thank you so much for helping Sarah. Really, you helped us. We helped you. I mean, I felt like it went both ways. You, Your episode really helped us, you know, take off because you have that group. Both both you have your running groups and both you have been a big part of, of our early success, we'll call it, you know, since we've uh, been doing this for the past hundred days or so. So thank you for letting us, you know, tag along your journey you know, be a part of this, get to hear these stories. Uh, it's been a blast for us. Yeah. Let's give these ladies a round of applause. You press that button. <laughs> nice job. All right. So once again, Denise, Sarah, big, huge congratulations on your accomplishment. I am so very proud of you. We are both very proud of you. And we can't wait to see what's next for you. Yeah. Thanks for all the support, guys. It's been great sharing the story. Um, thanks for having me again. Yeah, thank you so, so much. This has really been such a fun experience and um, having 
this be a part of it has really been something I, I, I cherish. So thank you very much. I am still in so much awe of those two ladies. I am so happy that they could come back on and share their experiences. And I am just over the moon, excited, happy, ecstatic for them and their Boston experiences. Yeah, thanks so much for coming on yeah, again. Guys. Thanks so much for being part of our mm-hmm. our thing here that we got going on. You two are OGs for life with oh, yeah. with on the runs, and and we're gonna have you on again. I can't wait. You know, yeah, next time you got some some big races that you want to share with us, just uh, let us know. And and we gotta do one like you want to do a podcast. Yeah, like it's always sunny in Philadelphia. And yeah. I think get they... the video. Oh wait, no, that's the one where they're all just drinking on the couch. Yes, I think we got to do it with them. Yeah, everyone on the couch drinking in an episode yeah. with it. That's when well, we we'll gotta do get it. Dave for that one. That one's gonna be fun. If Dave can come hang out with us. We'll just keep drinking. Yeah, and well, talking. So I feel like we should do that. Like we should do a beer mile or something, and then I'll just hang out after, like in lawn chairs. That's right. gonna be like that a, can be a so, clutch thing. So. so we'll have to get an on the runs beer mile mm-hmm. where we get some of our OGs. Maybe Denise and Sarah and Dave and whoever else. Katie will be there. I'm sure Shauna definitely we'll wants probably to do, do it. it at Katie's house. <laughs> Katie, we're volunteering your house, and then we could record poolside oh yeah so katie's house it is sorry about that katie it'll be this summer Mm -hmm. all right sometime in july everybody yeah but let's get into your day yeah at the boston marathon just like with uh sarah and denise i'm gonna sit back just let me go (laughs) and let you go i'll have a few questions along the way but tell me everything start from the beginning all right so in order to volunteer you have to sign up through the um the baa they have their own little online athletes village and you have to to apply to be a volunteer and usually it's pretty difficult to to get in you have to either know somebody or you have to have been a volunteer for many years and i got in last year i think because of the pandemic they didn't have as many people so they were just trying to to take whoever they could get so that was kind of my in so this year i applied and katie and dan actually gave my name to the coordinator of the mile 2.2 hydration station. So I was able to volunteer with the two of them. Is that the official name of it? The hydration station? I think it was. It had a nice ring to it. I was very, very excited about that. So this year, well, let's start by saying last year, I was an event marshal. And basically all I did was give glorified directions. It wasn't the most glamorous volunteering position, but it was still awesome to be around. I basically saw all the athletes after they finished because we were right around the corner from the finish line. We were directing them to their families and like the the family meetup zone. So I was, it was a little out of the way, but still really cool to be in the center of Boston for that. But this year was just something else. I was right in the middle of the action. It was so, so cool. So we started off. I had to get up at like 4.30 in the morning because we had to drive all the way into Hopkinton. Not like Denise or Sarah. They got to sleep. Uh, I'm sure they... Well, how much sleep did they actually get with those nerves, you know? So Katie and Dan picked me up and we got some some dunks, some some breakfast and drove into Hopkinton. And the mile 2.2 station was actually just over the Ashland line. We had to be there at 7 a.m. And... We kind of were just standing around for a little while because we were waiting for the water to be delivered. A Poland spring truck rolled up and we had these those big jugs, you know, the uh, they're like the gallon bigger. No, they're the huge ones. Like the ones that go in the water bubbler. Yes, yes. Those. Um, so we had to unload a, a truck full of those. 
So let me try to paint the picture for you guys. I am on the right-hand side of the street. There's, I think, like four Gatorade tables and maybe like six or seven water tables. And then you go maybe an eighth of a mile down the road, and the same setup is on the left-hand side of the road. So this is like a pretty substantial water stop. There's there's a ton of materials for everybody, so nobody's going to get left out. And they basically just told us, you got to mix the Gatorade, which was one of those giant jugs of water, plus like the concentrated Gatorade mix. It was like a one-to-one. So we'd mix it up. <laughs> we had to pour it in a giant like trash can, but it was like lined with plastic. So it's sanitary and stuff. But we had to make up a bunch of... Um, bunch of batches and then we had to fill like a giant table with four layers worth of cups i saw that yeah i'm gonna post those photos again so everyone understands Uh basically you had a a table full of cups and you had like some type of paper yep they were like um poster board poster board Uh on top of the cups and then you had at least four rows of these yep any higher and i think things would have like started to knock over so four was as high as we could go with like still being safe and not knocking anything over. So um, was this like the prescribed way to do it? Yes. Okay. That is exactly what they told us to do. And it worked perfectly. So we had, I think things got there about 730. And we were set up around, I think we were done in about an hour. So around 830, we're just kind of hanging out. Katie and I took a walk to the mile two marker just up the street, took a picture we're waiting, we're waiting. So it was just after nine o'clock when they started the uh, the wheelchair athletes and the hand cyclists. So we were waiting for them and our water stop was kind of cool. You're looking up the course, so the runners are gonna come towards you. And you, you just see them crest a hill and then come down the hill towards us. So they're coming down a hill and then they have to go up a hill on the other side. So we're down like a little valley. So... The elites, especially like the wheelchair athletes, they don't stop. They they have like their own hydration or their the mile 2.2 stop is not an important water stop for at least the elite athletes. So we didn't really have to worry about being ready for them. So we got to see all the action, like the elites going by. We saw like the course marshals. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, just got to cheer on the elite athletes like Des Linden and CJ Albertson and Molly you missed, Seidel. You said you missed Des. Yeah, she was in there somewhere, but I saw Molly, so that was pretty fun. <laughs> did Molly DNF? I think she Molly did. DNF'd. Yeah, um, something around like mile fifteen. She was just having some hip issues, so she decided to drop yeah. out. And nothing wrong with that. It's honestly a smart move, especially if you're if that's your career, right? And you could risk like serious injury. Absolutely. So, yeah, I saw her post. I read it. It was mm-hmm. yeah. I felt bad. Yeah, I was. So I had added. Um, but some, it was the right call. Definitely. It was absolutely the right call. I understand if if you're like, say, say that was Sarah. Mm-hmm. I understand maybe you'll, you know, walk a lot more and finish, mm-hmm. you know, to finish. The, but Molly, mm, yeah. I feel like it's different for an elite, elite athlete because they have a way better chance of getting back into Boston. Like they can just kind of reach out to the absolutely. directors and be like, hey, I'd like to run this. But with for somebody more like me or Sarah, I, I would probably limp my way to the finish, smart or not, but I would do it. But yeah, so we got to see the elites go by. So then after the elites, the para-athletes started to run. That was such an inspiring experience. So one thing I noticed was coming down the street, Alexi Pappas. 
I'm not sure if you know who she is. She's um I she's know an Olympian. Who she is. She's an Olympian. We and, follow her. Oh my god, I'm so excited. Yeah, she's like a gooder gooder ambassador and I just love her so much. She was wear like decked out in glitter and her champion apparel. So I was I didn't know she was running and I was so excited that I just yelled out her name and she turns to me and she blew me a kiss. And I was so, so, so excited. I think I mentioned this in like the... the you did uh, you did say <laughs> that, but yeah, thing. that is really cool. You yep. even texted me that right away. Oh, I had to. Yeah. Yep. So she was ru- running with um, a visually impaired runner named Lisa Thompson. And I believe she, she placed in the top three um, of the visually impaired division. Nice job. It might have been. She might have been first. I can't remember. But she did like a three-something marathon, which is Whoa. fantastic. And then, of course, you see uh, Shalane Flanagan run by. She was supporting um, Adrian Hazlitt, I believe her name is. Yeah, Adrian. Who, yep, she's amazing. Adrian, you are amazing. Yes, inspiring. I want to. I want to get you on, Adrian. Let's I do this. I cried during. Oh my god, she had like finish line videos, and she's just so emotional. And I was, I'm like tearing up just thinking of it. Like it was absolutely beautiful. Adrian, when everything calms down, yep. You know, take a moment, take a break, and then we would love to have you. Yep. So after all these amazing athletes run by, we're just kind of waiting for the first wave to go. And I don't, I don't know what I was expecting. <laughs> it, it. So at this point, did you actually hand off any water or Gatorade? Well, I tried to, to some of the elite men, but so you're yelling, you're sitting there, you're yelling Gatorade, Gatorade, because yes. it's in a Gatorade cup, but they can't really hear you. Like they're not focusing. So I'm pretty sure somebody grabbed a cup, saw it wasn't water, and threw it on the ground, and it got on Katie. <laughs> he just kind of smacked it. But they are going so fast that, like, they can't even, like, the handoff. That was my first handoff. I'm like, oh, I am very bad at this. <laughs> I was very worried. I'm like, it better improve from here because, uh, I was going to ask you what Katie your was going to get like. real sticky <laughs> just from, from, backlash everyone's gonna grab your gatorade and throw it at katie well not throw it but like you you, you've tried to grab they're gonna gronk it down on the ground like this is gatorade i wanted h2o right well that some people did happen um katie remembers this there was a girl who was running by she goes this this isn't water and we're like no it's gatorade and she's like well what do i do with it and the one of the girls standing next to me goes just just put it down and she just dropped it on the ground and it must have dropped like perfectly bottom down because it splashed completely up and got in like Katie's face. <laughs> and she's like, did you tell her to do that? I'm like, I don't do it. Nope. She nope. got hit multiple times. Yeah. Well, I was, I was covered in Gatorade cause we had gloves on, but it's just like, you, you can't avoid it. It's just, it was crusty on my watch and uh, it, it was a mess. We had to instantly like throw our clothes in the, in the uh, washer and dryer when we got home. But anyway, so 10 o'clock rolls around. That's when the first wave comes. Well, that's after, what, First wave after the elites. Yes, that first wave of actual participants. So like I mentioned, you can see the runners from atop of a hill and you just see them crest. And it is a sea of pure pandemonium. I'm thinking the Lion King, the stampede. <laughs> oh my God, that doesn't even begin to describe it it was insane people so these are the fast runners these are like basically elite like the the next best 
and they are flying by. They're trying to grab. You're you're like trying to not get your arm cut off by like people smacking into you. Like I I must have gotten a huge ab workout just from like trying to pivot and grab more cups and hand them to people. But it was just I've never been in a more chaotic scene. It was it was very nerve wracking at first because I'm like, how am I going to get these people their actual hydration? Because handing off those cups was not an easy thing to do when they're going so fast and you're standing still and it has to be like a perfect handoff. But one thing we did realize you get the occasional runner who will like make eye contact with you, point to you specifically. And you're like, yes, you get this cup. (laughs) But so many people have, have done that. And then out of nowhere, a hand will come snatch the cup out of your hand. And then you're like, oh no, now this person doesn't have a cup. And I, I don't know, it was just pure chaos. But it only lasted about maybe 10, 15 minutes per wave. And then we got to replenish the cups. And But even then, we did not have that much time. How long to, between waves? I think it was really like 20 minutes. But like, yeah, I would say like 20 minutes between the waves. But it was just really hard to to keep up with all those, <laughs> the cups and then making new stuff and so, yeah, we, we tried our best to keep up. But like I said, we, we wound up running out. It was during the fourth wave. And that's when we got videos of Sarah and Denise. But I do have to tell you, during all that chaos, there was one girl. I don't know what happened, but it was like right in front of me. She fell down. This, this everyone, is yeah. what she teased you about <laughs> before the interview. This is basically the code brown of the the story, but there was a woman who fell down in the middle of like this water stop pandemonium and she got trampled. Like people were stepping on her and like there were people like trying to like divert all the the runners to have this woman get off the ground. And like I was standing there kind of like, oh my God, what do I do? And we're like trying to find a medic and it was just really rough. I think she ended up with just a couple scraped knees. Like she walked off off the road okay, but honestly, I don't know if she went on to, to finish. I hope oh, she did, yeah. but it was rough. Like I'd never seen that before. That was intense. Yeah. Poor girl. Yeah, it was, it was rough. I felt bad. I felt very bad for her. But yeah, like we were saying, um, there was plenty of uh, hydration for everybody because we were just the first four of the Gatorade stop and like the table next to us had a ton. So like after I got the videos of Sarah and Denise, I walked over and was giving off like their Gatorade because I mean, you see a cup, you go for the first ones. And so we were the first couple of tables. How many people you think were in your uh, mile 2.2 hydration station? Um, And were there people on the left side of the road too? Yes, up okay. the street. Yep, yeah. there was a whole a whole another set of them. There were probably three or four people, maybe two to four people per table. So, I mean, what does that make? How many tables? <laughs> 20, I don't know. 30, maybe like 60 people total. Kevin, if you're listening, math guy, help us out. <laughs> math is not my strong suit. But yeah, this was like the craziest, most fun experience. I certainly hope that I will be invited back to do the hydration station again. Well, I don't know that's... if Katie is going to invite you back. Why? Did I ruin it? Because you, she kept getting hit with Gatorade <laughs> that you handed to other people. All right. So, Katie, next year, you can stand in front and I will stand in back. <laughs> I will take the hit. 
If I do get to do it again, I'm definitely wearing those uh, the flamingo headband because I got to see um, our friend Holly um, fit cookie nutrition. Yeah, you saw Holly. I saw her. She she saw me and pointed. I was like, "Yes, Holly!" And then I saw uh, my friend Lynn, who I had met during a uh, Fleet Feet uh, like group run, and then Amanda, who is in she runs this town and she's super fast and she wins all kinds of races. She's going places. So Holly doesn't know who we are. And I'm really excited to hear her podcast recap. Oh, yeah. And she made, she had a good one. I watched her entire story and she made something. She had like over 2,500 direct messages after the race. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, she'll never see ours. I feel bad. I sent her a bunch of messages. I well, was basically like, yes, I was so excited. Well, for you. I sent her one from ours and I'm like, she'll never see it after I read like the mm-hmm. 2,500 or Did whatever. Did she get back to you? Yeah. Oh, nice. Well, she liked it. She probably just went through and liked yeah. everyone. But yeah, I was like, yeah. oh, she saw it. It was like an hour later. She was actually <laughs> the one who told me it was like key. To have those the headband because she spotted me, but there were a couple people. Wait, I she didn't. told you at the race? No, she sent me a message after, or uh, she said she was going to make a beeline for me because <laughs> I had my story and I had tagged her in it. Wait, start over. Okay, so I'm not starting the over on the pod. I'm just saying, <laughs> tell me again. You, the first interaction with Holly was at the aid station, and she saw your flamingos. Well, to backtrack a little bit further, the day before I had sent out a picture of me wearing that goofy ass headband and I tagged all the friends that I could think of who including were running, Holly. Including Holly. Okay. Yep. So she knew where I would be. And then Does I Does she know you? I had met her originally at uh there's a half marathon on Alton Bay. I can't remember what I it's called. I know the one you talked about. Yep. Um so I had met her during that half marathon and then I saw her and her husband like that same year at reach the beach. So like I, I know her through the running community and um, like I'll, I'll respond to some of her, her posts and, and so on. So like we're friendly. So yeah. she saw you at the aid station. Yes. And she knew who you were because of the post the day before. Yep. And I had thought I was going to be on the left hand side because I guess last year, both sides of the street, like directly across from each other had the aid station instead of having it staggered like it was this year. So we thought we were going to be on the left. And I just wanted to tell everybody who I had tagged in that post that I was going to be in the um, on the right hand side, but I'm still going to be like in the beginning. So um, and I sent it and she's like, all right, I'll, I'll keep my eye out. And I actually saw no. her and then I like I was creeping on her stories, <laughs> you know, just my vicarious living through all these people. I have seen people post, like mm-hmm. Holly and Addie. Addie says, you know, if you need coaching, reach out to me. Yeah. Holly's more nutrition. Yes. I'm I'm thinking I might reach, reach out to Holly eventually about nutrition. I would like to also. Especially, maybe more so next year if I go for another big Ironman. I just love her stance on carbs. She's she so, loves carbs. And her stuff, Carbs love runners. Every Yeah, and everything she posts is like, even her stories are very educational mm-hmm. when she talks about the nutrition. Oh, she's great. She's yeah. great. Yep. So I was super excited to see her. There were some other some other friends, but um, I did miss a couple other girls that I knew were running, and because they were in that like wave, the wave four, and I might have gotten distracted, like just trying to give out the cups, or if I was too busy cheering on Sarah and Denise. All right, talk about because I know they talked about, but really tell me about your experience seeing Sarah and Denise. So I had mentioned it earlier, I think. I was just, yeah, we ran out of water, so I took a minute to just take a video, and in the tail end of that first video I took, Denise, like, pops up, and I, like, I see her raising her arms, and I can't remember if she even said my name, but I see her, and I'm like, oh, my God, Denise, so I'm already, like, 
buzzing, like super excited at that point, just seeing her. Um, and then I'm, I don't think I was recording at the time, but like Sarah said, she, she yells out my name and I must, I must have heard it. You popped up like a puppy. Yeah. But then I see her and she's, she's standing on the side with her arms up and I just knew I'm like, that's Sarah. Cause I like, I watched her like flat Sarah thing. So I knew what she was going to be wearing. And you heard, I was just... And your mind went, I better not screw this video up or Eric's going to be so mad at me. <laughs> well, also, yes, you're like the, <laughs> the czar of I was giving. I was <laughs> telling Erica, get me everything you can. Just take as many pictures and video, get it all. I don't mm-hmm. care if you're just recording your phone the whole time and send it to me and then I'll edit it or whatever. Also, I didn't tell and you. Katie's like, Eric, we got a job to do. There's no time for content. <laughs> Katie brought a speaker. And she was playing our official Smart. On yes, The Runs playlist. That. And she doesn't have premium, so it kept playing like Home Depot commercials. And she got so mad that she signed up for like three months of free like premium Spotify. So you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we were listening to that playlist. It was pretty clutch. Uh, peanut Butter Jelly came on and I thought of you. It was just such a fun experience. Like, like you don't get to see that side and how hard the volunteers work. And you, you get the people and they're saying thank you. And I'm like, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you runners. Like, I, I appreciate you guys. And the the Boston volunteer system is just so streamlined. Like, cleanup was super easy. Setup was super easy. Communication was great. So. I want to volunteer at Boston before I run Boston. If I ever run Boston. Mm-hmm. I want to volunteer first. I think that would be that would make the run more special after oh, yeah. getting to experience it as a volunteer. It just gives you a different perspective on things, and it's yeah. it's a nice. I think, I, I think I it will be it. part of my way of earning it because I'm not going to earn it through qualifying unless you I all of a know. sudden become a sub three hour marathoner. Hey, maybe Holly can help you out. Maybe Holly can. Help we'll get you. Out. you we'll maybe, get you, maybe, Addy. Yeah, Addy to help with the runs. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. Okay. I'll need uh, to stop repping hockey and commit full time to that. And uh, <laughs> I don't. I have three children. I'll have to figure that one out. Yeah. If I ever do it, I'll have to do what Sarah did, or get really lucky and do what Denise did and win a bib. But I think to have karma on my side, I gotta volunteer first and so i will one one year hopefully next year with you yeah hopefully you katie and dan do the same thing and i can just join you. i would love it and i would love to get ashley there too that would be so fun well we pretty much took up all the time we needed to talk about boston don't you think this was we had such a good time listen some of these are getting over an hour now this could be our longest we'll see when it comes out but it, it's getting up there i think it was an important one real quick yeah, you got a three thirty in the morning wake up call coming up. I do. I got a. I got a race. Hopefully coming up. Um, Actually, what? By the time this episode's out, you have already uh, run your race. Yes, yes. But I am. I am heading to Kansas, running the Garmin Olathe Marathon with Rachel. It's a Wizard of Oz theme. It's pretty cool. But I'm just hoping that the weather will cooperate because there's some storms a brewing in the Midwest. So we'll see what happens with that. But I'm sure I'll give you guys a recap. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Are we going to get Rachel on? Oh, I, I've already told her. I'm like, we got to book you soon. <laughs> so right. we'll Maybe see. we'll get her in person on yeah. the couch in your living room studio. Absolutely. This is our home for a while until we get a legit studio. I think this, this is couch it. is doing it for me. This couch <laughs> so is pretty I don't know great. about you. All right. So everyone, don't forget, follow us on Instagram at On The Runs. You can also follow us on Facebook mm-hmm. at On The Runs. We're going to have a Twitter real soon. 
we got to have a Twitter because I see a lot of great running content on Twitter and I just think it'll be good to be on there. So we'll be on Twitter soon. I'm going to let you handle that. <laughs> and you can email us at our Gmail account on the runs pod at gmail.com. Again, thank you so much. Denise, Sarah, thank you so much for coming on again. Erica, thank you for being a rock star co-host. My I pleasure. Was so excited to hear about it Monday. Good luck in Kansas. Thank you. We'll see you soon. And Erica? Don't forget to stretch. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba!